Hi guys, and welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Tyler Whitman from Million Dollar Sting New York on Bravo. Tyler is a relatively new addition to the show. Uh, a new season just premiered a couple weeks ago, and he joined midway through last season. So this is really his first go-round on Million Dollar Listing, and I just think that he brings such a fun energy to the show. You know, he's still staking his claim on the New York real estate world, and he still isn't afraid to say that he's still learning and, and questioning himself and, and really kind of growing his career. He started his own business, similarly to Ryan, so they kind of share that point of view. Um, I just think that he, he's really kind of real on the show in a way that sometimes the other guys are a little bit performative. He isn't really like that. And I think that it, that's a kind of new good energy to bring to Million Dollar Listing. And I don't even know really what the crossover between like the Real Housewives, Summer House, and Vanderpump Rules contingent of Bravo fans is and like the Million Dollar Listing Top Chef, Project Runway contingent is. I'm sure there is a lot of a crossover, but I'm not really sure because, I mean, like, it's not as, like, intense online in terms of, like, the commentary and things like that. So I love watching Million Dollar List in New York. I think it's such a f- easy, freezy show to just have on. And it's a very good counterweight to sort of the intense drama of a Real Housewives or a Summer House. So I think it's great, and I'm a huge fan of it. And Real Housewives fans, it was really fun for us to watch this first episode of the season because Tyler had reached out to Kelly Ben Simone from early in the Roni days, and she is now a high-powered realtor. And so she showed up to hit one of his open houses because he had reached out to her to come. And it was kind of fun to see that slight crossover moment. And she also was on the second episode of the season. So I'm beginning to like, I have this theory that potentially they're planting the seed for Kelly Ben Simone to maybe join the show in the future. That is not based on any inside info or any sort of like actual reality. But because she's been on the show already at two out of two episodes of the season, I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe they're going to bring her on because obviously Kelly Benzema wants to be back on our TV is like that much is that much we know is true. And she's not going to ever be back on Real Housewives. So like maybe this is the avenue for her. And you know, that, that little crossover moment got me kind of thinking in that, in that mindset. Obviously Bravo has done some great spinoffs in the past. We had both the Bethany's, Portia has, has done one. She also has another one coming up. You know, Vanderpump Rules is technically a spinoff of Beverly Hills. So we've had some great spinoffs over the years, but one that I really, that I really, really would love to see happen. I, I probably won't ever happen, but you know, I, and I tweeted this out and I got a good response was Sonya Morgan has been staying at Josh Flagg's house for like the last two weeks. He's on Million Dollars in Los Angeles. She's obviously on Real Housewives of New York. And the content they were putting up on Instagram all day, every day, was just so entertaining. Just such pure comedy. And, like, I was like, what if we got, like, a flipping out style show? Josh is the Jeff Lewis. Sonia is the Jenny. There's a really funny housekeeper involved. There's there's Josh's husband. There's all these other figures that are coming in and out of his house all the time. It would just be so entertaining. And, you know, I think that for Sonia, it's kind of like the kind of environment that she really actually thrives in these days, which is just, like, fun. She can be herself. She can be ridiculous. She can be funny. But there isn't this sort of, like, dark drama side to it. There isn't, like, this heavy drinking side to it, which I think can sometimes you know, result in some, you know, hard moments for her on camera. And I would just love to see her in this lighthearted situation for a full season. Like, that'd be so fun. Because I love Sonya, but I think that right now on Romany, it's a little bit iffy, to, to say the least. So that was just an idea that I had. But I would love for Bravo to sort of lean into some more of those of those crossover spinoff moments, because there are so many different ideas that would totally work and people would totally watch them. Um, you know, like Bethany and Frederick had a pretty bizarre one a couple years ago that 
did not end well. Like, they are not friends anymore. But I think there are other ideas there that could, that could really, really work. Anyway, keep listening for my interview with Tyler Whitman from Million Dollar Listing New York. Tune into the show at 9 p.m. on Thursdays on Bravo. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we are here with Tyler Whitman from Million Dollar Listing New York. Tyler, how are you? I am uh, very good, thank you. It's been an exciting week kicking off. Oh yeah, I was about to ask, how, how does it feel to, this is your second go around, so how does it feel to kind of be jumping back into it? Because obviously when it, when, when it airs, it opens up that whole can of worms of, of fan interactions and all that. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's actually been a much different experience this time. Uh, you know, the first season I was on the show, I, I came in midway, you know, so I, mm-hmm. there was a different kind of anticipation watching the show kick off without me and not really being part of like the, the interviews and the press and all of that. Um, so this was my first experience of that, you know, and being like, I wasn't in the, the cast photo shoot right. or any of that. So to me, it almost felt like my first season in an interesting kind of yeah, way. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. It's your first yeah, start of the and, you season. Know, I'm, Right. So I'm just like a, you know, for me, I, it's such like a, an exciting life check-in, you know, I'm just a real estate agent. So to get to be part of like all this fanfare and, you know, and there's so many like diehard fans of the show that, you know, are constantly reaching out to us on social media and checking in with us and giving mm-hmm. us their opinions, both good and bad. <laughs> so It comes to the territory, uh, you know. <laughs> it does. All right. So as somebody, I'm a very uh, sensitive somewhat insecure homosexual from the South. Mm. I got to say, that was my biggest fear of getting on the show. I was like, are there going to be a lot of internet trolls? And there's definitely a few, but it's not nearly as bad as what I had anticipated. It's mainly people who love us and love the show and like want to engage with us in a great way. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably a different, even though they're both on Bravo, the million dollar listing viewer is probably slightly different than like the Real Housewives fanatic. You know what I mean? Like there's there's probably like a slight difference there in terms of the feedback that you guys get. So I'm glad to hear that yeah. it's mostly positive. Yeah, I think a lot of our fans, at least the ones that interact with me, uh, tell me like they're tuning in because they love the real estate side of it. And like, you know, seeing all the different homes in this really expensive city, you know, I don't think they tune into us as much for like the fights and the drama. Although, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but you know, we're more about the real estate. Definitely. And, and I, before you, you mentioned the cast photo and I saw there was like some like kerfuffle over like your pants that you were wearing in the cast photo or something. Like, can you explain that? Cause I saw that floating around and you know, can I tell you? Well, firstly, I would like to give a shout out to Armani for finally uh, making me relevant in the comment sections. Wow. <laughs> you know, thank because... you so much, Armani. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, so I uh, I remember because people were like, oh, what were you thinking when you bought that suit? I was like, I was thinking I look really handsome in it. I, <laughs> I put the, you know, like sometimes you put on an outfit. And you're just like, wow, like, I feel really good in this. That's how I felt oh, yeah. in that suit. That, that's all it was about. I put it on. I was uh, I was at the Armani pop-up store in East Hampton and the guy who was working there as the salesperson, I just thought was the most fashionable person. And fashion, I always need help with fashion. It's not something I have a talent for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I tried on every suit in there. We put that one on. And I mean, it was the second I put it on, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is different. It's unique. I thought it was also kind of fun and cheeky with the fact that we've all been wearing sweatpants for the last year, but these were like, you know, high-end suit designer sweatpants, right? Exactly. 
you know, and I guess the audience had had their own opinions on it. And so, listen, some people loved it, but yeah, a lot of people were like, who would wear joggers to a photo shoot? And I was like, that's the most expensive suit I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, as Beyonce said, you know, you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. So that's, you're, you're, you're getting people talking and that's, I think that's great for the show. It's great for you. It's great for everyone. So I think that that's fun to kind of kick it off with that. Yeah, no, and by the way, I, I've worn I've worn that suit like three times. In public, people are like, that's the coolest suit I've ever seen. In pictures, they have they have they have thoughts. Hey, they're key- keyboard warriors, like you know, hiding behind their, their phones. So that's they, they, they can talk all day. Um, Amen. So yeah, it, so again, this is your like, I guess so, so like 1.5 go around, like not necessarily second go around, but this is sort of like your first full season and obviously it's, it's kind of a doozy in terms of what was happening in the world and, and sort of how that probably affected every, like your entire career and, and what, what you do for work. So can you just explain a little bit sort of how, what things were like before season nine started filming and then, or I guess in season eight, and then sort of what things are like in the season that we're about to watch, because obviously it's, it's a brand new world probably for, in a lot of ways. The thing that people forget is that New York City 2019 had been in a really tough market. You know, things yeah, things have right. been really challenging at all price points, but especially like the super luxury market. Um, you know, so we were already in a, a pretty tough sales market going into the pandemic. And 2020 was actually off to a really nice start. And I think, you know, because we started filming before before the pandemic hit. So you get a little right. taste of everything, which is what I think is going to be really cool about mm-hmm. this, this season is that, you know, it start. we've been filming for a long time. And so you really get the before it started and then in the thick of it when it was at its worst. And then you start to see us coming out of it. And so I think it's going to be what makes the season so special. But, you know, leading into it, 2020 was actually off to a nice start, especially for me. You know, I, I'm definitely the underdog, you know, still at, like I'm not nearly at the level of like the other cast members in terms of where they are in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was starting to hit some really big sales at the beginning of 2020. It was really exciting for me. And then I got to be honest, when coronavirus hit, I fell into a really dark space because I was just like, I was like, really? I was like, I was just about to, I, I felt like I was just about to have my moment. You know, it took the wind out of your sails a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was, I almost felt cursed. I was like, of course. I was like, my career is about to take off. And then now we're, we're all locked up now. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just like poor pitiful me for a second, which is not a really healthy place to be, you know, and then I snapped out of it and then I stepped out of it and I don't, you know, I don't know what, what, the, what the rest of the season has to hold, mm-hmm. but I hope that the audience sees, I had a, a big mental and uh, personal transformation through all of this. And um, I feel like a completely different person today than I was a year ago uh, when this all began. Um, and I, and I think that will show, and I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. And I feel like you have some people helping you, one of which is your life coach, who we, who, who I think we're going to see on, on an upcoming episode. And I think we, yeah. we had a call from her last season. So is she somebody that's still helping you sort of get, get through some of these kind of, I guess, mental hurdles that, 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 you, that you have? Yeah. So, I mean, we just had, I mean, she's been coaching me now for five years. This month is actually our, our five-year anniversary of working together. Love it. And, you know, I was talking to her this was probably like a month ago in one of our calls is I was like, I was like, I feel like we never run out of things to work on. I was like, will I ever just be the person that 
that I just want to exist as. And like, and she's like, no, and she's like human beings who are like constantly getting to the next level. She's like, you're constantly reinventing yourself, which right. constantly brings up new options. And she was like, and it's great. And it was like, uh, so yeah, I kind of feel like Vivace is going to be one of those people who's just with me until I die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Along whoever goes first, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, and she's also, it's funny because I, and I think the audience will see this too, because um, you know, she's in a few things with me this season. She's such a big personality in person to a point where I'm also, I, I'm every time I hang out with her in person, I'm like, who is this? And then on the <laughs> phone, when it's just like this one-on-one coaching, and this sounds like I feel like I'm talking to God when I talk to wow. her. I just feel like I just feel like she knows she gives the best advice. She gives the best feedback. She always puts things into perspective for me. She's got a one liner for everything. I feel like my head is just a revolving thing of just like a snap out of it. One liners. And, and she is she's she's amazing. She's the reason I'm here. And, you know, she she makes another case for something that I've always wanted, which is sort of like a Bravo spinoff of like all the life coach therapist type people that come on to all all the shows on Bravo because they're such interesting characters and I'm like and they have such good advice all the time so I'm like I think you know they're it would make a great it would make for a great show yeah I mean (laughs) she 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 calls herself lovingly the Persian princess and that's like the perfect way to describe her I mean she's always in hot pink dresses and uh, you know and Louboutins and you know designer everything like yeah yeah and then you know and then and then when you get to talking you're like oh you know everything Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like wow who are you what a character and I, you mentioned sort of being the, the underdog on the cast and I think like it was kind of fun to see in this first episode that Ryan has sort of like a you and Ryan almost have like a big brother little brother dynamic at, at least at least in at least in this this first in this first episode where he shows up to your event and he and him and Steve Gold are sort of like giving you little pointers and things like that. And, I, and it, I'm curious how, how that how that moment felt for you, at maybe like living it, but also watching it back. And so is, is that a reflection of your dynamic with, with Ryan and Steve or is, or is it kind of more complex th- than that? Uh, it's definitely a good reflection of my, my, no, I think one of the things that Ryan and I really connect about that none of the other cast members have in common is all the other cast members work for these huge name brokerages, right? right? And like they plug into somebody else's system and they plug into all the new developments that the brokerage already has. And I was like, be, way before I was cast on the show, I was bound and determined that I was like, I'm going to build one of those things. I'm not going to go be part of somebody else's. Like that's always been, you know, and I started Triple Mint when there was three of us and now there's 400 yeah. of us. And, you know, and so I've just been on a different career path. And Ryan similarly did the same thing at, you know, at, he wasn't Nest Seekers. He just left to start his own brokerage. And he and I have that in common. And it's just, I think it's a huge difference between that he and I have compared to really all the other cast members in, in both cities. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody's really done that. And so like, I, you know, like when, when cast members give me a hard time about triple mint and this and that, I'm like, you don't know what it's like. You've never right. started a company. You've never built something, but he does, you know? And, and especially, you know, he's now, he's building Sirhan and they're off to an incredible start, you know? And I think he and I just get each other more based off of what our goals were. And he's definitely, you know, he's, he's further along than me for sure. Right. Like I'm, I'm humble enough to well, say the game for so long. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so we, but yeah, we have our, our journeys are more aligned than the person who is like, I'm going to go work for a big name and be, mm-hmm. be a big name at a big name where I'm like, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a harder path and try to build a big name. And so, and, and I always knew that, I don't think he knew that about me coming in, right? Because I was still newer to the game 
And I think once he learned more about me and my goals and my ambitions, he was like, oh, and, you know, he's pretty public about this, that he likes to mentor. You know, he, he yeah, likes that. For sure. He trains mm-hmm. a lot of agents, you know, and so I think once he saw who I was and what I was all about, and that I wasn't just like this young, dumb, new agent that he took an interest in me. And we, we, we're not similar personalities. You know what I mean? We're very, right, right. People, very different, but, but we found common ground and uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really grateful for him. He's been really helpful for me. That's really cool. Cause I also think that like that kind of dynamic, at least on like, in like the show environment could take a sort of like condescending tone to it, but it doesn't, at least as a viewer, it doesn't feel like that. And I think that's really cool. It's, it seems like he genuinely like wants to, like help you out and guide you and, and give you pointers, which I think is pretty validating probably. Yeah, yeah, no, it feels feels good to, to know that like somebody at his level still makes time for, you know, uh, one thing that my life coach would say is like, the only way to get to the top is to help as many people as possible get exactly what they want out of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you can get everything you want out of yours. And it's nice to see him living that because I do think he's here to help me and I Definitely. think he's genuine. Definitely, and when you look at Ryan, obviously your paths were kind of more similar, but. There's also Frederick. There's also the guys in LA on another dollar listing LA and like they are, some of them are genuinely like Titans of, of real estate at this point. And, and part of which is because the show fueled their, their visibility and, and their careers. And mm-hmm. I'm curious if you look at some of those guys and, and you, and you kind of, I mean, you obviously hope that for yourself, obviously you want to be as successful as, as, as you can be, but in terms of like in, in the realm of the show, like how do you sort of think about that in terms of like plotting, plotting sort of like the next several years of your career, because obviously the show can help that. Yeah, you know, the show is an incredible platform, you know, for your business, getting your name out there, and especially for Triple Mint, which is my baby, yeah. uh, you know, and before this, nobody knew who we were, and now it feels like everybody knows who we are, and um, which is just validating in and of itself. And it really has like put me in a mindset of like, I can't think big enough. Right. Like I used to be like, oh, am I crazy to want that for myself? Am I crazy to think that something like that could happen for me? And then I stop and I get present. I like look around and I'm like, no, no, like crazy, crazy things happen when you believe in them. And Mm -hmm. um, and that's been the cool thing about the show is that like I used to think about these things and I was like, well, that's just a little dream that I'll keep to myself. And I'm like, no, that's something I'm going to go for. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to manifest this. And the more I do that, the more I'm like, oh, I'm like, you really, you, you get into this space of like, and I'm not afraid of failure anymore. Cause I'm like, there's enough greatness now that like, if this doesn't work out, totally. it's not the the world. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm going for all the things. And yeah, you know, I look at like the next few years of my business and a lot of it revolved around expansion and being in other markets. And, you know, we just expanded to the Hamptons. Um, you know, we bought a brokerage up in Westchester. And so we're kind of keeping it local right now, but, um, you know, I definitely see myself in Atlanta by the end of this year. I want to mm-hmm. be in New Orleans. I want to be in Austin. I want to be in San Francisco, you know, and those are markets that I think we'll do really well in. And also markets where I feel like the show is really popular. <laughs> and so totally. those are things yeah. that are, um, of course on my mind. Yeah, exactly. If those are going to coincide, that's only, that's only a benefit. I think, you know, yeah. you said you're keeping it local, but like that's still expansion. You know what I mean? Like that is, you're still expanding and that's so, that's so exciting just to have, I mean, to be able to say that. And um, yeah, I think it's just gonna keep going. But another fun Bravo crossover moment was Kelly Ben Simone, the first episode, she comes to your event. And like, as somebody who has watched 
the Housewives, New York Housewives since the beginning. I remember the heyday of, of Kelly Ben Simone. Yeah. It was, it was pretty exciting to have her sort of back, back on our screens, even just for, for a minute. One, like, did you watch her on Housewives? And two, talk to me about that moment and if we're going to see a little bit more from her. Yes. Yeah, so I did, um, you know, what's funny, I haven't had cable in like five or six years, but so I was like early Housewives obsessed uh-huh. obsessed so like back during my obsession was was in her heyday and I'm I up thought here she was down so... here exactly yeah. that was her line <laughs> right and uh and I just thought she I I think so many of those women are so interesting but I thought she was particularly interesting and then you know and then obviously when she got into real estate everybody heard about it you know it's like Kelly Benson is in real estate so you know and then so I reached out to her I just started to, I was like obviously she's well connected she certainly knows a lot of wealthy people it makes sense that she's in the business so uh so I thought it'd be I didn't think she would show up but I invited her <laughs> and um, I love it uh and then she came and I was like, it was the first, that was the first time I met her face to face. And I got to tell you, she was so nice. Cause you know, you like, you make up these stories about these people and you're like, oh, oh yeah. they're going to be crazy. They're going to be mean. They're going to be difficult. You know, she knew my story when she came in and we were talking about weight loss and what it's like. And then, uh, and then I was showing her the place and she was just like so playful and fun and energetic. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know. I, I, I had you all wrong. <laughs> you know, I was like, you're, you're a good, good person. Surprise. The way I'm experiencing you right now is like, you're a really good person. Exactly. Um, I haven't done a deal with her yet though. I want to do a deal with her. Well, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like the word on the street, like, again, I'm not really tapped into the real estate world in the day-to-day sense, but like the word on the street about Kelly is that she's doing extremely well. And is, is yeah. that what you've heard in your world? Well, she's on Holly Parker's team and mm-hmm. Holly Parker is one of the most successful real estate agents in the country. Wow. Um, you know, so it's, it, yeah. I mean, she's partnered up. She's partnered up with the top dog for sure. I would love to see you guys work together on a house in the Hamptons or something. Like that, that would be so fun to see. Yeah, we actually, apparently, uh, I, I just learned this, not from her, but from my horse trainer, that she rides at the same farm as me. And so I was like, how have we not, how have we not ridden together? Like, I, I want to ride a horse like Kelly the puzzle, in the Hamptons. The puzzle pieces are there, Tyler. Like, it, yeah. it, it's, like it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm sensing I a maybe a season 10 moment. Show. <laughs> uh, hey, can you imagine? I, <laughs> at least a special, come on. <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> at least a special. Yeah. And then another, another, I think, exciting update to Million Dollar Listing New York is that there's the first female castmate, which is really yeah. awesome in Kirsten. Yeah, and for sure, um, you know, I think it's about time that happened. And it, it's, it seems like in that first episode, at least we're sort of planting the seed for some tension between you guys. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if that is, is that genuinely a preview of what's to come? What can you tease for me about sort of your relationship with Kirsten and sort of what she brings to the show? Well, yeah, I, first I fully agree with you. You know, the um, women dominate New York City real estate. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's definitely way overdue that the show represented that. And, uh, you know, and she's definitely, I, I knew her, you know, from before the show. We're, you know, we're, we're competitive with each other. <laughs> and, and we've just been coincidentally up for a lot of the same opportunities, you know, and so, not, but we didn't know each other that well personally. And right. so, and this is just something that I think is ego-based. And this is, this could be Kirsten, anybody that you're competing against, right? You automatically, I think like human nature is you either feel insecure because you don't think you're as good as that person or, or you're like, oh, I'm so much better than them, you know, but no matter what it's ego. And, yeah, for sure. um, and so, and she definitely triggers my ego. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so, uh, 
But there's I'm excited for the audience to see that as well because our relationship evolves tremendously over the season. And, and you see, you see a hopefully for the better. Oh, one of us ends up dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason you're not interviewing her right now. <laughs> I'm dying. That's so funny. Uh, but I love it. I, again, I, I'm glad you agree because I think you know. I think we've seen how that dynamic has been so great in, in LA on, on that show. So I think it's, it's, I'm excited to see sort of what she, what that sort of like brings to, to, to New York. So I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. 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 Well, and Tracy is one of my favorite people on television in general. Oh, I she's like, she's, 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 she's so funny. I, I'm and gorgeous and fashion and she's everything I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. And also she just like, she just seems so good at her job. Like, and just like, she just like exudes that like energy. And I'm just like, I want to be you when, when I grow yeah. up. Yeah, I love it. I think another thing that, that you bring to, to, to the show that I don't think that it's pretty modern and I don't think we've seen it on either of either coast is, is that you were noticed first for a video series that you do and 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 that sort of is very much like, obviously you embracing social media and you embracing the internet as a way to, 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 to booster your career to, to sell, to sell real estate and <laughs> I, I would love to, to hear a little bit about that and sort of like was that something that, that was natural for you to just lean into right away as you, as you began your career or sort of just, just talk me through sort of like um, Whitman wisdoms. Yeah. So I, uh, outside of life coaching with Vivace, I uh, also am part of a real estate business coaching community, uh, Tom Ferry. Okay. And, um, and so I went to the, my first Tom Ferry convention back in like 2016 and I was just thinking about starting a team at the time. I had just finished losing weight and I went to this and he was like, if you want to build your business, he was like, you have to be doing video. And all he talked about for three days was how you have to do video. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I like attention. Video never scared me. I hadn't done it, but you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, so I went back and literally just like set up an iPhone and filmed this video of me sitting in front of it. And uh, it was basically like, you might not recognize me anymore. I've lost all this weight. I was like, I'm starting a real estate team. I'm selling in the city. Because at that point, I had taken like three or four years off of real estate to build Triple Mint. And so I was really telling people, I was like, I'm back to selling now. I'm starting to build this sales team at Triple Mint, the company that I started. Anyway, and I just sent it out to my database. And that wasn't on social media. I just like sent it out as an email and got tons of response. And honestly, it was just like, it was encouraging responses. It was like people being like, oh, you're so good on camera. You should send videos out all the time. It was people. Right. Doing. And then once I got that, I was like, oh. And so I did a couple more. And this company from Brooklyn that I had a bunch of social media connections with reached out and they were like, let's get together and like do these more professional style. And so I just went and sat in their studio and we did the first season of Whitman Wisdom. And I had so much fun. I, I just actually just like really enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, it's um, fine. It, and then that year we put out we put out four seasons of Whitman Wisdom in the first year. <laughs> I was just like, let's go, let's go, let's Why go. Why not? Hit the ground running, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and we just wrapped, and then I slowed down after that. I was like, it's too much. But we just wrapped season seven. I'm about to go in and film season eight. And, um, you know, and I, they, they change a little every, I feel like every season kind of has a theme. And they get like the most recent season was geared more towards real estate agents instead of buyers and sellers. Right. That was definitely a good transition because so much of my business actually comes from referrals from agents in other markets. Got and it. so starting to market to those agents and help them was because I got so many referrals this season. A lot of a lot a lot of the uh, people that I work with 
on the show are people who referred to me by agents in other markets. It's a, it's a huge part of my business for Love sure. It. Well, eventually Whitman Winston is going to catch up to million dollar listing New York in terms of number of seasons. So like you're almost there. <laughs> I know I might, I might be there by the time, by the time season 10 starts, <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be at season hey. 13. <laughs> I love it. I know, right? I, love I, might it. Be ahead. I think another thing, obviously that's, that's a big part of your journey to where you are today, just in general. And, and you've talked about it on the show, you've talked about it in several places. And I think it's inspiring to a lot of people is your weight loss journey. And I think that you, you don't, you, you've just owned that entire story of, of, of that, that aspect of your life. And I think it's really amazing and inspiring and courageous to, to be so, so open about that, about that, that aspect of your life. And I would, you know, I'm curious for you, you went through that before being on the show, but was that something that you were, I don't know, nervous about talking about on this huge platform or were, were, was that something that was exciting to talk about for you on this big platform? How, what was sort of the mental gymnastics that you went through, um, I guess, before kind of, again, like stepping into the spotlight in a big way? You know, it's, it's funny that you asked me that because I've gone through a recent kind of transformation and, mm -hmm. and what that whole experience has meant to me. You know, part of the reason that I was addicted to food and that I've struggled with addiction in general is because I struggle with self-worth, right? And I struggle with like feeling good enough and like I'm worthy of certain things. And, you know, looking back on it, no, I wasn't afraid to share it, but I was attaching all of my self-worth to that story all of a yeah. sudden. You know, it was like all of a sudden, I was like, the reason I'm good enough for the public eye is because I have this story. Instead of just like finally just being like, no, I'm, I, I am me, I'm a different person. I'm more than a weight loss story, but, I was in a mindset back then of the only way people want to are going to want to hear my story is if I is if I tell them this juicy weight loss story, Got which it. for me it it still it was such a blessing because it did give me confidence, right? It did give me a new sense of self worth, and it also connected me because now I find my self worth through connections and and people that I know and uh, relationships that I've created, and that's what's that's what like gives me my self worth now. And that story did connect me to so many people because, you know, it's such a, whether somebody struggles with a five to 10 pound weight loss or a hundred pound weight loss, or they want to gain weight, it's just body image and, yeah. you know, whatever your story is, there's very few people on this planet that are like, I like it exactly how it is. You yeah, know? no, for sure. And if they say that they're, they might be lying. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's certainly relatable to a lot of different people and, and it's connected me with so many different people who are, you know, who reached out and said, I, I share in that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been, I mean, that's been probably the most rewarding part of the journey outside of just being able to share my business, yeah. you know, is connecting with those people and, you know, the amount of stories that you hear about how people were like, I needed that. I needed, I needed a gay man who struggled with his weight to be in the public eye and tell his story. I get that. I get that DM 10 times a day. Some, you know, and it just, it feels wow. good. It feels, yeah. it feels like I'm representing something that hasn't really been shared that much. Yeah. I think, I think it's important that you bring it up because I think, I mean, body image within the gay community is such a toxic topic sometimes and it's mm -hmm. it, especially if you just if you just go to your instagram page and go to your explore page and it's just like the stuff that comes up there is tough tough for a lot of people to see and so like i think yeah, that, like, the explore pages the explore page is intimidating it really <laughs> is and so i think for you to be on this platform to talk about that as a gay man and to be getting those messages and then also for you i mean what you just said which is like you seem at peace with that story not defining you and 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 your and and all of that. And I think uh, like that, that says a lot considering that like a lot of times when somebody comes onto a TV show, 
it's kind of the opposite reaction, which is like the 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 image becomes the obsession and the image becomes mm-hmm. it's detrimental. So I think it's really cool that you've been able to kind of find peace with this whole thing and and inspire other people. Thank you, thank you. And I you know I mean I'm uh, the addiction found new outlets and it was really for me what I ended up learning all this through was actually just working on addiction in general and not so yeah. much just like working out and things like that. It's just like really like addiction is a disease and it's a disease of the mind and you know and getting in there and peeling that back and and figuring out why it exists for me has been uh transformative for sure yeah uh well tyler i think we've we're running out of time but um what else just tease a little bit more what we can expect from the rest of season nine of million dollars in new york because we're just again we're just like two episodes in you know i so my favorite thing about what i feel like i get to share on the show is i don't know what it is about me i attract very interesting people into my life i feel like quirky crazy people feel very comfortable with me and uh, you know in this season we definitely bring that <laughs> you know lots of I bring a lot of human stories and uh, told through fabulous real estate right like I, I've, I've got some insane properties coming up this season I've got some really big sales happening I've got historic townhouses I've got new development you know I've got uh, somebody who struggles with an affliction that affects her real estate purchase and she shit these people get vulnerable and tell their stories and they're mm-hmm. all very real. These are, there was like a few things that happened. I'm like, oh, people are going to think this is fake. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not fake. I'm like, this is really happening. Well, I think, so, I think that, that's what, I think that's what's so great about Million Dollar Listing is that it's like, it's an ensemble show. So we get a little bit of sort of the drama within the cast, but it's not really about that. It's really about like you guys' independent careers. Then we get the real estate point. Then we get the additional characters that you bring in and introduce to us for an episode or two or something like that so it hits on a lot of different a lot of different levels (laughs) yeah yeah the characters this season from i i actually i don't know what the other people bring but my characters are characters (laughs) so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be very entertaining last thing that just came into my mind before we sign off is did you watch selling sunset what do you think about the phenomenon around selling sunset i just need to know i i've literally never seen an episode do you have no interest in doing it or are you intrigued I'm just I, I really I, I think I have extreme ADD I watch nothing I've seen I've, I've seen Good no you, movies honestly. I've seen no TV I, I read you. a lot I, I wish I was like that <laughs> yeah yeah I know people want to talk Bravo with me all the time and I'm like I hardly know what's going on on my show I'm like let alone <laughs> let alone the others but good for you that that that, that takes uh you know perseverance and strength to not not give into that stuff so um anyway tyler thank you so much for for coming on where can people follow you outside of million dollar listing the place where i am most is instagram uh at tyler whitman i'm on all the other platforms like are you on twitter i'm like yeah i think i've tweeted three technically but yeah sure go go have fun i'll tweet today just for these people (laughs) perfect all right (laughs) Uh, well tyler thank you so much and we look forward to the rest of season nine of million dollar listing new york Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, of course. So fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.